I don't know. Um, coming to you from Windsor, Ontario, live but uh, barely. It's August the 5th. That's a Friday, just after 11 in the morning. I'm sitting here in the home of Shoren, and uh, for outsiders, that would be Sheen and Lauren, their home, here in a lovely part of town lovely home. Uh, just me and Benny, the dog you might hear in the background. I think he's a French bulldog or something close to that. Lauren would be upset that I don't even know. But uh, anyway, it's Benny. Benny greeted me when I came home around one thirty this morning and uh, made sure everybody knew there was a stranger coming through the front door. But uh, that's fine. We're friends now. The cats have kind of disappeared. There's two cats. Any visit to Windsor always is a chance to meet with Perna and Misters. Um, um, and unfortunately, Perna is just back from the vet and is remaining sheltered in her little... Um, carry case. Uh, she's not doing too well. Very sad to see a cat. Bernie, or Benny, you're licking my feet. I guess that's okay. Can have a shower anyway. Hope you like it. Hope it's salty. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so poor Perna, the cat that usually would sit on my lap or sit on my bed, is just uh, in a kind of a state of... Uh, Mm, just stressed, I guess. It's sad. Any visit to the vet for a cat is not well, but we won't dwell on that because we want this to be a little bit upbeat. That's going to take a little work. And um, Misters was on my bed when I came home last night, but uh, Misters is always a bit standoffish with me. Uh, very, you know, it's a one-person cat, very close to Shane, of course. But um, for me, it's it'll tolerate being touched, but uh, doesn't ask for much. Anyway, there's your update on the animals, in case you're asking. That's a part of every visit to Windsor. Um, gosh, I might even see Tom and his children later, and um, they have a dog now, so we'll see how that plays out. I do have a plan for the day. I'm going to have to backtrack a little here uh doing what Kenneth Pereiro does, sort of uh, going back to the beginning. Um, so, yeah, let's start with getting on a go train around, uh, you know, quarter to 11, yeah, uh, in Scarborough at uh, Eglinton Station, getting straight into Union Station. And uh, after a, a comfortable wait, I was actually first on board the train for Windsor. So this has been my plan. I think I mentioned it in previous podcasts. I am going to Windsor for a few days. It, for me, it's a special holiday. Like, it's basically to uh, see Shane and Lauren and Tom. There are other people I know, but uh, for a variety of reasons, probably won't meet them. And then there's always the new people we'll meet, but we'll get on to that. So anyway, I arrived here 4.30. Shane and Lauren were there to pick me up. And it was straight from the train station to Chapter 2 Brewery, which is very close by, and into the beer. Uh, some very good beer there. Uh, and um, they joined in. We had a picnic table till it rained. Then we were inside. And then, lo and behold, Tom shows up. Tom, of the owner of the Fog Lounge, and these are the, for uh, historical perspective, Shane and Tom were the uh, podcasters of, uh, gosh, what was it called? Squeezebox. Squeezebox. 
So, uh, yeah, Tom shows up, and the plan is he's going to take me to uh, the Fog Lounge eventually. There were two bands playing tonight, a jazz combo. Uh, The sax player, leading sax, was a head of psychiatry at the university or the hospital here. I mean, these are professional people, but doing this for fun. And uh, then a band, Vice Ariel, I believe, uh, later on. We'll get on to that. All right, I'm backtracking a little. Uh, we moved from, we're going to, they were thinking about eating at the um, Chapter 2. I'd been there before, and I was ready for a change, and I didn't particularly like our waiter, which is very unusual. In Windsor, I always love the wait staff, but um, this guy, not so much. So um, they suggested, Lauren suggested, well, how about Curly's? And I said, Curly's? That sounds interesting. Oh, yeah, they got amazing hot dogs. So off we went to Curly's. And I was delighted to find out that, um, of course, this is a place where, um, what's his name? Uh, Stoneface, uh, Adam Rock, 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 (laughs) Rock Cliff. Who is that guy? Uh, this is a show, uh, <laughs> former professional broadcast, a, a, a rock, rock cliff. I, honestly, uh, you know, now I'll blame it on the weed and the g- gummy. Um, Adam, it's not Adam either. It's rock slide, Oliver rock slide, Jesus. And it's not rock slide. That's just what I call him. <laughs> Sorry, Oliver. Uh, but you don't listen anyway, so no apologies necessary. Um, he loved Curly's. He used to go there all the time. And uh, anyway, it was a neat little bar. I can't believe I've, in all the times I've come to Windsor and all the bars I've visited, I'd never been to Curly's. And the menu was fantastic for at least, you know, probably, I don't know, 20 different styles of hot dogs you could order. And they were each six ninety five. It's an incredible deal. You know, side of fries for another five bucks. It was just, it was really a good deal. That's That's the beauty of Windsor. And uh, delicious. I had a chili dog. Oh, my God. What a mess. But, boy, it was good. Um, and, of course, more beer. And everybody was drinking OV on tap. Okay. That's all right. That's all right. No, no, there's nothing out there. There's nothing out there, Benny. No. There's nothing there. All right. So we're going to have a little bit of this. Benny. I might have to settle him down. <laughs> Anyway, I, yeah, I'm right at home here. Uh, both Shane and uh, Lauren have gone to work. Lauren just left. Uh, she has a little shop called uh, Bunch. I believe it's Bunch and not Bunches. I think it's just Bunch. It's not The Bunch. Bunch. On Drillard, the street where uh, Shane also works, uh, he has a building there the, that houses the cantina, that fabulous little restaurant, and offices upstairs, which he rents out. So... Uh, these folks are established compared to, uh, like I always joke about, I knew Shane and Tom when they were flogging T-shirts at Pab, and uh, that's what it goes back to. They were they were the they were the rock stars of the day. They were they were young and they had and both of them had an had an energy. Um, Shane's energy is sort of transmorgified over time. He's matured. Tom is the same and still has that just incredible energy. I watched him last night uh, at the Fog doing his thing, greeting everybody who came in the door, knew everybody in the bar, uh, hugs for every woman who walked in. Everybody loves Tom. Tom loves everybody, um, you know, on the outside anyway. But uh, he was he was a master. Uh, and he wasn't serving, of course, his partner, business partner, who runs the, is it the Meteor, the other bar they have, uh, was running the bar. So have I jumped around enough? Yeah. So anyway, Tom joins us at Curly's also. He joined us at Chapter 2. He comes and joins us at Curly's. Um, he and Shane get into a bit of a, a dueling match up on the floor, just uh, teasing around each other. Uh, a lot of laughter. A lot of laughter. Other friends join, um, who there, Shane and Lauren, are very close to, and they live in the neighborhood. Very nice people. It's just a lot of good people in Windsor. And people who are proud of it. This is my hometown, and this is what I like. And, and uh, it's just, just a good feeling of the mix coming here. It, it is a really special place. And for me, it's, it's 
extra special because of clearly the, the, the people connection, but the fun of it and, and knowing that there'll always be, you know, I can let loose here. So last night was a celebration with uh, Tom and I and The Rock. The Rock came to the lounge, uh, Fog Lounge last night, celebrating our friendship, strengthening, growing, deepening the friendship. That's what it was about. So, uh, yeah, so they, we left them with their new friends, Shane and Lauren in the uh, Curlies, and then Tom and I headed off to uh, The Fog, caught the first band, the uh, Jazz Combo, uh, talked to them a little bit, and then uh, Vice Ariel, I think that is the name, I don't know, came on, and by God, they were good. I mean, they were, these were professional. And Tom, they've been playing forever. And what was neat about last night was they had met a guy earlier in the week who was a, a keyboard player, you know, electronic thing, and asked him to join them. And last night was his first time playing with them. They didn't know each other. They didn't know each other. And he, they just, you know, would improvise. Okay, we're going to hear the keys. And the guy would rattle off what keys they're going into. The organ player would pick up on it. And man, 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 they were good. Now, of course, my gummies kicked in by then. I'm really into the groove and enjoying the music. Stepped out for an additional booster toke for uh, their last set. And uh, then got to talk with the band. A fabulous story about the uh, the band leader was wearing a very neat black hat. And it was cool. It, it looked like, yeah, this is... This is the hat the the lead singer wears. This is this is the cool one. This this is it's like when you see ads for Dead South, which some of you don't, but I do. You've got this neat hat, and this hat had blown away a few weeks ago uh, in a windstorm. He just stepped, you know, stepping out of a car, and his hat just disappeared down the road. A huge wind blast that came through Windsor, and it's gone forever. Uh, and I guess, was it last night? I guess he came into the bar and there was his hat. Somebody, a, a connection to him, had found it, knew it belonged to him, and just dropped it off at the Fog Lounge. And he had thought this hat he had just bought, his new hat was gone forever, and suddenly it appears in the Fog Lounge. So he was pretty excited about that story, and uh, as were we. And so, of course, I in turn showed him the rock, and uh, on we went. Anyway, that's a, that's a recap. Fabulous evening. What I not, what I wanted. It's the pilgrimage, a night out at the, the Fog Lounge, and by God, I love that bar. It is, it is hip. It's fun. It's uh, you know, some might call it a, a dive bar. It's got artwork all over the uh, the walls with a story. I, I won't even. I, I, I probably could share the story. I don't know if Tom would want me to. I guess let, let's just say the artist previously had been arrested. The town, the whole town was was on the look. <laughs> the whole town was on the lookout for him, including the police department. He was arrested. Anyway, now his art is hanging in the fog lounge, <laughs> uh, and Tom bought one of them, a huge piece. Damn, I forgot to take a picture of it last night. Anyway, we'll just park that. That's another little Windsor aside. I met some other. A very interesting uh, ladies, uh, you know, who regulars at the bar, and uh, just a great, great fun evening, great fun, and and just to be completely, you know, I know Tom, you know, Shane, they're they, they're going to look after me, you know, if I want to indulge in a few beer, and uh, although I was drinking less than everybody last night, but it was still more than enough. Um, but of course, I add in the the gummy and the. Uh, the uh, talk, but anyway, a good evening. So that is my start. So yeah, arrived and it was just nonstop from the time I was picked up at the station straight to chapter two, then to Curly's, then to the Fog Lounge. And finally, Tom drops me off door to door service. I'm chauffeured around the entire time. Um, it's wonderful. Like I really feel, holy shit, this is, this is what really super rich people would do. They would, they would have friends, intimates they're close to and, and, go to special places. And that's what I do when I come to Windsor. Windsor is, it's my little, it's not a secret holiday because I brag about it every time I come here, but it is my little special uh, retreat, I guess. You know, somebody may want to go to a Caribbean island. I swear I have just as much fun here. 
even though it looks like it's um, kind of an overcast day, that's fine. I'm going to take a little walk. I'm going to walk down. My plan today is I probably should clean up, dress up, well, put on clothes, uh, and head down to Tallulah. And Tallulah is a little cafe restaurant that Shane introduced me to years ago that I haven't been back since. And it's a, a decent walking distance from where they live, maybe a 10-minute walk, maybe 15 minutes for me. And uh, right by near the waterfront, too. And uh, it's just a wonderful place. I know I can picture exactly. I know where it is. And um, then I'll have myself treat myself to a nice little lunch at Tallulah. And then maybe give Tom a call and uh, see if he's uh, ready to uh, have me meet his kids again. Three charming, wonderful children. And it's, like I say, the roots go back to the very first PAB conference. When was that? What, 2007 was the first PAB? 2006? I don't even know. But those, those that's when, when Shane and Tom were cool. And I remember Todd Maffin, who was, you know, we were talking about pecking orders, you know, the A-listers and so on. Tom would be up there with Julian and so on. Uh, Todd Maffin, I'm talking about, from CBC formerly. And as soon as he saw, I remember, I was talking to him. And then out of the corner of his eye, he saw the squeeze box and just made a beeline straight. They're the cool guys, you know, not this guy does the Dixon Chains podcast. They're the cool guys, Shane and Tom, off we go. And it was wonderful. I mean, it was celebrityhood in those early days of podcasting. Really, there was a special vibe, and I'm very glad I was around for it. And, and it was a blast, and I still can picture that scene. And uh, so here I am in the home of uh, Shore End. And um, called Shore End Lodge, I see by airplay. Yeah. So, yeah, all is well. All is well. All is better than well. All, all is swell. And uh, on that note, on that little uh, pickup, I will end this segment of the introduction to the um, Dixon Jeans podcast. Uh, you know, a couple of people were asking. And I talked a little bit too long. You know, what's it about? No, it's about me. It's not very interesting. You wouldn't like it. You know, that's <laughs> that's my sales pitch. <laughs> uh, nobody really listens for long. But that's that's okay. I'm doing it. I, I, I really identify this is my therapy. This is my fun. This is my outlet. This is my expression. This is, this is what I got to do. And uh, I do it. So it's yours truly, the Scarborough Dude, a happy camper. Um, here in Windsor and about to head off on another full day of adventure. Today's Friday. Uh, who knows where I'll end up tonight? That'll probably be a bar. And then, um, Saturday, a party here, right here in the lot, in the laneway. I think they're having a laneway party, which I'm free to join as I like. And uh, then Sunday, brunch together with Shane and Tom and Robbie Lauren, and uh, they'll drop me off at the station, and back I go to Scarborough. So <coughs> if you're a first-time listener, this it, it doesn't get any better than this. That's the line I use, the line I stick by, and it's just about celebration of life, celebration of the joys of life, a celebration of the importance. God damn, if you don't know this yet, you're in trouble. Friendship. Friendship. Very, very, very important. Work on them, uh, develop them, deepen them, enrich them, add fertilizer. Do all you need to strengthen and grow those friendships. Scarborough Dude, signing off with my buddy Benny. Hey, Benny. From uh, Shoren Lodge, right here in uh, Windsor, Ontario. Bye for now. Check, check, checking in. I am in Walkerville. Walkerville, established 1858, probably after Hiram Walker. Or This is sort of a distillery district of uh, Windsor. But, you know, Win Windsor's got history. It's got character. It's got a vibe to it. It's got a lot of young people and artists, it seems. Musicians, you know? Creative people. I am just uh, one block from the Tallulah Cafe. 
silly goose me um, said, you know, the walk was a, you know, it was not long, 15 minute walk maybe. But anyway, I needed a bench, sat in the bench and thought, well, as long as I got a bench, may as well have a toke. You know, they go hand in hand sometimes. When you're on holiday anyway, they do. Uh, so instead of just like my usual, just three puffs, you know, I had several more. And now I find I'm quite high and uh, not sure that I'm ready to have a normal conversation with somebody in a restaurant asking me, what do you want, you know? Well, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I do want a glass of water to start, but I'm not quite ready for the interaction. So uh, I ended up on this bench close by, and then I thought, hey, while you're sitting here, why don't you talk to your friends, the Dixon Jane's listeners? If I can take the liberty of calling you friends. Yeah, that was corny. It wasn't even meant to be funny, but uh, sometimes my humor does backfire. I was trying to explain to people last night that uh, nobody uh, nobody gets it but me or finds myself as funny as I do. Uh, Tilbury Concrete. We care. Big cement mixer going by. Uh, last night, the uh, the band I was raving about did a cover of She Came In Through the Bathroom Window. And by God, not only did they play it so incredibly beautifully, but they put a whole new feeling into the song. And of course, again, it just when that coincides with you know you're high, you're just you're listening to those words and you say, oh yeah, I get this song, you know. Now that you could move, but you could not stay. I, I can't remember the lyrics now. I was singing along with it last night, you know. Fortunately, from a distance, nobody could hear me, but um, yeah, that was good. So anyway, that was a good evening, and today I'm making, you know, it was nice uh, just getting up. I've had my shower. I was left alone in the house with the pets and three cats, so I spent time with uh, Perna in her cage. And uh, Mister's now lying against the wall, and Benny just following me everywhere and sniffing whatever's at hand. So, yeah, I'm going to very soon, as soon as I can get my head collected, I'm going to go into uh, Tallulah, see what's on their menu. I know it's the right choice, uh, but I just like uh, just the idea of just talking to people and uh, acting normal. Not sure if I'm up to that just yet. So you're stuck with me for uh, another couple of minutes or two. I, I was just... Last night, as I say, it was a celebration. And, and to me, it was a celebration of my friendship with Tom. Again, you know, sounds like I'm bragging. But I, I feel honored to have these guys as friends. But I, in turn, I'll say it right back to them. And you guys are fucking lucky to have me for a friend, you know. Works two ways. Friendship has to be mutual. So, uh, anyway, I think it is, and it's uh, great and wonderful that uh, Sheen and Lauren can just trust me to have the run of their house and leave when I want with the key and lock the front door and bye-bye. See you later. <sighs> yeah, so I really don't have anything else to add, so I think I'm going to have to shut down and uh, face the music. God, what do I want? I, I want a glass of cold water. Do I even want food? Sometimes I get high and I don't even feel like eating anymore. So, uh, there you go. Damn it, eh? God, you know, there's just the little things. How I love this Moda yellow bag that I keep my uh, uh, recorder in. And, of course, the rock is... Where the, yeah, there's the rock. Got the rock with me, of course. Nice zipper. These were a discount. Uh, getting rid of them from uh, Staples. And I remember going in and buying a couple. I think I've since lost one, but I... I wish I had bought even more. They're absolutely wonderful. They stood up. The yellow is kind of getting dirty and faded, well used. The Moda crest is still uh, in full black and yellow. Black base. The material, it's just, it's, a, it's an, <laughs> an unbelievable, I didn't realize till now how much I really appreciate this bag. This is just fucking wonderful. And that's kind of... You know how I measure my life, and I, and it's a strange kind of uh, what do you call it? Scale or standard or rubric? Even we we use the word rubric a lot last night when I talked to the English teacher. 
uh, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, yeah. So anyway, no, it is. I mean, I'm not exaggerating when I say what a fabulous bag this is and how, how, how much little, seemingly insignificant, unimportant little things mean to me in life. The magnet on my bar that my father gave me in grade five, you know, it's just sitting there. And the idea of getting rid of that whole thing, giving this whole thing up, it's like letting go of my life. And yet, that's what you have to do. So I, I'm still trying to find the way. I don't know the way yet to get rid of everything. And part of it should be just an open, open house. Friends, by invitation only, come in, take what you want, uh, you know, and and let people name their own price. Of course, I might point out a thing. You know, that's the first edition of uh, Maggie Cassidy, right? That paperback. You know, and jack the price up a little bit. You know, somebody says, I'll give you a buck for this, for these three. No, 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 no. It doesn't work that way. Come on. Counting on people's generosity uh, to buy into my dreams. And who would want to? This is what I'm getting at. So, you know, because it has value to me, it must have value to somebody else. And and that's what I'm trying to do, you know, that $25 spoon, that red spoon, that, that, which means so much to me. I'm still using. God, do I want to be buried with these things? What do I want to do with my treasures? What do I want to have done with my treasures? And that is the problem I'm working to solve. And it's tied into death. It's tied into Zen. It's tied into just figuring out who I am. Uh, and I've got a lot of work to do on that yet. I don't know the answers. I don't know how to... Uh, how to deal with all of this. You know, I don't know the right approach. So, um, you know, I, I, could, uh, well, I did try. I mean, doing like a video story on each thing. I've probably even done the magnet. But yeah, just tell the story. Pick the object up, have the camera rolling, and just tell the story of it. Why it means something. And maybe be done with it that way. Yeah, you'd have to. You'd have to do that so that people would know. You get tired of telling, oh, yeah, the thing you're holding in your hand, that's a magnet. Yeah, that was from a television my father gave me. I think it was maybe 1956. Uh, and it was the strongest magnet. Nobody had a magnet that strong at school. I had the strong, you know, hey, you, you guys got magnets? Look at this sucker. This is a magnet. <laughs> I had a bullet, too. I had a bullet my dad gave me. That he claimed the story was he shot a bear and will never shoot an animal again. And the bullet was lead, the lead, it was just the lead parts, not the shell. The lead itself was flattened on one end as if it had hit the bear in the forehead, you know, flattened. So I never knew why entirely he told me that story, but I've never forgotten that story. And I took it to school, of course, in grade four, Summer Lee, Lachine, to show friends. And I think at recess, I, I lost it in the dirt. And it it's haunted me. I feel like I should go back to Summerlee now with a metal detector and uh, look for that sucker. But who knows? Uh, you know, it seemed a terrible thing. I had, I had lost something really important. Gosh, there's another story, isn't there? And uh, anyway... I'm sorting it out, and I, you know, this podcast may have something to do with it. Obviously, I'm, I'm trying to reveal the journey. I'm trying to reveal the journey. It's a slow journey, and uh, you know, a lot of this, and this little side trip to Windsor, and just reflections about me, my wife, my children. So much to be understood. And, uh, not. Anyway, I think I'm almost ready for uh, Tulula. I think I'm going to have to face the challenge and head there. So uh, Scarborough Dude signing off from now from the little bench. It's hot. I'm glad I stopped. I'm glad we chatted. Uh, hope you're doing okay. Cherish those friendships. Don't let them dry up. Unless, you know, your friendship collection needs a good weeding. Bye for now. Okay, I am back. Uh, I've only gone a few feet or meters from the uh, Tallulah. I'm at a little square parkette, the Hiram Walker Parkette. And uh, looking up at the statue of Hiram Walker himself, just opened this year, this summer. It's quite nice. It's right on the water, right on Riverside Drive, so I'm looking... You know, between the 
old uh, buildings. Gosh, these are silos. Anyway, uh, there's an opening, and there's the Detroit River and Detroit on the other side. So I got as far as this bench and um, was going to, my plan was I'm going to walk along the uh, riverside and get down by the water. There's always little parks and things. And then saw somebody wearing a crown, a young lady wearing a crown standing in front of Hiram Walker, the statue here. And I said, well, that looks more interesting. So across the street came over, and uh, she was running up for Miss Teen Windsor. Miss Teen Windsor. So I had the pleasure to meet Miss Teen Windsor uh, running for it. She hadn't won it yet, but what she was doing was recording a little clip on the history of Windsor, and so, of course, she had to include Hiram Walker, and she had a person there with a phone. And then a fire truck came by. <laughs> this is Windsor, I'll tell you. A, fire, a beautiful big fire truck came by, and they looked. the driver looked out, and uh, or somebody did, and saw her and said, hey, do you want a picture taken with a fire truck? And I shouted out, oh, I said, oh, go for it. This is a golden opportunity. Go. So the fire truck pulled over and stopped. And uh, the young lady, Miss uh, Teen Windsor uh, Challenger, uh, went up there. And then all the guys got out of the fire truck and uh, posed with her. <laughs> it was great. Uh, and it was just, you know, what, what a wonderful thing to do. Yeah, hey, you're running for Miss Teen Windsor. Get a picture of yourself with the fireman. That, that'll, that'll help. So uh, that was delightful. Then she came back for a retake. Uh, they're gone. And I haven't been able to leave this park yet since. I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm in the shade. Uh, there's a breeze blowing. It's perfect. And I, well, where, do, where else do I have to go? And I was feeling restless. No, no, i got to go somewhere. And I was, no, I don't. Tom's going to pick me up around 3 when he finishes. Tom does workouts every day. Uh, Tom is in good shape. Uh, you know him. Well, if you follow him, you see him always shooting hoops with younger people. And uh, he has a trainer, and he's just training continually. And I guess maybe in his line of business, he has to. You know, he can't just be some fat slob behind the bar collecting money. Uh, he's, he's active. He's got to be busy. He did a trip to New York City with his uh, children, the three children, and did a wonderful whirlwind tour of all around, you know, downtown New York City, Manhattan. And then came home, and I guess within a day or so, uh, drove down to Sackville, New Brunswick. Sackville, New Brunswick, for um, a festival, three-day festival, and back with friends. And was all hyped up about that, too. So um, now he's turned on. So, I mean, that's the energy level he has. And by God, I feel older every every time I come here. Um Especially in comparison, although, I mean, hell, I held my own last night till one thirty, and, and just enjoying it, you know, enjoying it, music. And today I'm just enjoying sitting on a bench in the shade and figuring I could just, there's no reason for me to walk anywhere. So that's why I hauled out the recorder and uh, bringing you up to date. Ah, there's a nice big, I love big trucks. Wow, that's a Dobin. Is the company Dobin? Dobin Transportation. And good drivers keep their trucks in just such beautiful shape. Like this is... Oh, he's turning in. He's turning in to the... Uh, it looks like a place where you'd store... Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm ignorant. I don't know what that bloody thing is. It's a silos, you know, and it's on the river. So uh, trucks come and go... All right. You know, stuff, I'm sure, it's ingredients for the distilleries. You can smell... That's the other nice thing for staying here. You can smell the distillery. It's quite nice. It's not like a pulp mill. It's a distillery. The Hiram Walker Distillery. Wonderful to be here. Wonderful to be in uh, uh, downtown Windsor. Uh, Wonderful to have good friends here. It wouldn't quite be the same without them, that's for sure. But, damn it, what a vacation. Scarborough Dude, signing out from the Hiram Walker Parquet. And uh, I'll no doubt talk to you later. Tom's going to pick me up, I mentioned, at around 3 after his workout. And I'll join him and the three kids, and uh, who knows what we'll get up to. Bye uh, for now. Oh, I had to finish a gummy. The gummies are supposed to be kept in a cool place. Always kept them in the Road Trek fridge. 
But uh, foolishly, I bought a bag with me, not knowing how many I'd want or if anybody else would want some. And um, they've gone real soft and sticky to the package, so I had to finish the uh, the half that remained from last night. So we'll see. It's, what is it, 2.30 now. It'll be at least an hour before that kicks in. I'll be, yeah, that's fine, that's fine. We're good, everything's under control. Scarborough Dude signing out from, uh, reporting from uh, beautiful, well, not everybody would say this part was beautiful, but uh, very, very interesting, uh, Windsor, Ontario. Bye for now. Uh, yeah, it is uh, later. I am still in this same parquet. I've sat at one, two, three, four of the five benches here. It rained a little, <laughs> and um, I didn't want to leave. I was tempted at one point. If it got heavy, I was going to head over to the uh, Victoria House, a seedy old bar I know. Uh, and then I said, no, I'm going to do that later, though. I'm for sure I want to get to the Victoria House tonight. But meanwhile, Tom is on his way, picking me up, taking me back to his house with the kids. But I had a very pleasant hour just sitting here. Uh, one spot, like there's just there's a, like a, a fence, a wire fence directly across Riverside. And through that, a gap, and you can see Detroit and the bit of the Detroit River. And I saw a Canada steamship go by. And it was so neat. I snapped a picture of just the, you know, the bridge as it, uh, as it passed by. And then you could hear the throbbing of another one. And you know that sound, even when you have bad hearing like me. You know the sound of the throb of a diesel engine on a, a large steamship. It's loud. It's deep. Uh, it's primitive. It's quite wonderful. And uh, that's, you know, I, I heard it coming long before I saw it. So it's been a pleasant <laughs> time in this little parkette. I've amused myself and I've been thinking consistently about... How to get rid of my stuff. Why do I have it anyway? And I'm envisioning lots of different things. A little party, you know, like a Tupperware party. Except I'm selling this stuff. Invite people for my 75th birthday. Hey, come to my house and buy something. Uh, but there'll be good things. And then, But then I thought, no, no, you got to talk to the, my own sons first. Uh, do you have those, this cola nut dish from Nigeria? You know, that's kind of special. Surely you want to keep that, you know, hand-carved wooden cola nut dish. And so certain things. So I want my sons to have first dibs. But it's still, it is the release, the need to release. And that led me to the question, well, Ken, why have these things been so important to you? Why are you, it's like you're hanging on to pieces of the past. It's like you're, you're almost like it's like afraid of dying, like of ending. And so you're, you're, you're holding on. You get these letters, these artifacts and yet i feel i'm living i hey i'm I'm in windsor jesus how much more living can you do (laughs) yeah Uh, but uh no i love it here i love windsor i love windsor i love windsor and it's always a great great time to come down here i feel like it's something it makes me feel special like i'm special enough to know you can have a nice little holiday for yourself in windsor you know Helps if you got good friends here. Uh, it makes the world a difference, in fact. So anyway, I'm just winding down. Uh, I just wanted to let you know all is well. I've had a great time. And, and I've fought the little forces to... I uh, could have gone back to Tallulah's and had a coffee. But aside from the fact I didn't want to pay. And then they, they put the iPad in front of you. And it's quite prominent how much you're going to tip, you know. And bam, there's the 25% one right there. All right. Better push that button. And uh, so, no, I wasn't going to start paying a lot of money for a special coffee. Uh, they've had my business today. It was a good good thing, a good purchase, a bowl of uh, ground nut soup, African ground nut soup. It was sweet for my liking, but uh, anyway, no goat meat in it, but that's all right. Um, yeah. So it's been a, a special time, and yeah, and then I, you know, the rain, uh, they want to leave, they want to walk, no, just be here in the fucking Hiram L. Walker Parkette, uh, and that's exactly what I am, where I am, and what I'm doing, I am being here in this Parkette, and it's been fun.
It's been fun, and it's been a, a great way to spend. You know, Sealy's at my sound here. What? You went to Windsor and you sat in the park head? The only person here? No, no, I uh, talked to Miss Teen uh, Windsor, runner-up anyway for Miss Teen Winner. Win- who knows if she'll win? Uh, a fireman liked her. So, <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. The day will continue to unfold, and I'm pretty sure I have a nice picture in my mind. Get me to the Victoria House bar, and uh, I can walk back to uh, Shoren, Shoren Lodge from there. So that's good. I'm craning my neck because I mean Tom could buy could be by any uh, any minute now. So he says. So I'll shut down. But uh, I wanted you to know, I've been doing thinking about releasing this stuff and, and you know, why does that magnet mean so much? And uh, I don't know. I, I, I tie it into story writing. Like, no, it's, it's still, I'm being screamed at. Write these stories. Make them into stories. Tell the stories. I don't know. I don't know quite what to do about all the things. But I want to free myself of them and I want to free my children and wife of them. I want to release myself from the burden of my possessions. And it's mighty damn hard. I'm thinking of those books. Oh, my God. Anyway, still working on it. Signing off from uh, the Hiram Walker Parkett. That might be the title for uh, this edition of the Dixon James Podcast. Thank you for listening, especially if you're a newbie. If it's your first time, whoa. You joined the big time, fella. Bye for now. It's busker night. I'm uh, sitting leaning on a set of steps, leaning against the wall of the Walkerville Brewery. Pack of people outside. It is busker night down here on... uh, I think it's Argyle Street, or close to it. And uh, that doesn't sound very interesting to me, you know. I just, uh, there's a few little booths set up, I guess, with artisans and selling different stuff. But this busker, the particular one that's got the whole crowd, boy, he wouldn't last five minutes in Quebec City. Oh, dear. Little child crying. Um, he's just dragging it out forever, you know. I'm not seeing what he's doing, but it just, it's not good. You need, you know, when I, when we used to watch the buskers in Quebec City in the summer, this time of year, exactly, um, they were incredible. They were pro, they were licensed, and, and, you know, they was lined up. They did their thing, and they they put on their shows. They, They were sort of the top of level of uh, street performers and they did drag it out too you know but it was always something we'd take the students to watch a couple and uh, always interesting things uh, but here god not so much anyway that's probably just me i'm a little bit sour i've just come from the victoriaville the victoria tavern close by i just set my mind up yep after uh, going for a wonderful walk with tom in the woods with his kids um <clears throat> Which was good exercise for me and kept me out of the bars. Um, I said, if you could drop me off at the uh, Victoria, that'd be great for old time's sake. So I, I went there and I had a perch dinner, which was very good. $14 for, you know, four pieces of perch, you know, battered fries, coleslaw. And uh, it, that was pretty decent. And uh, a Walkerville lager, which was good. Uh, but I realized there's nothing happening in that bar. I talked to a couple of guys who were buddies from Tecumseh living nearby, and I also realized there's only so far that conversation's going to go. They also were set on getting drunk. They had had, uh, in quick succession, eight uh, Bud Lights, I guess, between them, um, and we're off looking for more. Uh, so it was fun to exchange. I, I, I played a little bit, uh, you know. I asked for... Advice from an old guy. I gave them lots. Invest in friendship. Uh, the thing is, they looked like guys who could have been the fuck Trudeau people. Because we had seen a car earlier when Tom ordered to take out the car in front of us. Had fuck Trudeau and uh, nasty things about him. And fight for freedom, you know, on the on the window of a hot uh, 
looked like a, uh, uh, a Mustang or something. But uh, anyway, I forget these guys are the short hair. One of them looked an awful lot like a policeman. So hard to say. But uh, again, you know, you you invest, you be friendly, you chat with people at the bar. That's what you do in, in new bars. But you don't uh, bank your evening on hanging out with those people. No. Ooh, I smell popcorn. That's nice. No, I think I'm going to walk down the street. I'll walk past the busker and the crowd and uh, head on back to uh, Shoreham Lodge where I have my own room, visit with the cats and Benny again, and uh, then see Shane and Lauren. And maybe have a quiet Friday night in because tomorrow's an all-day party. On Sunday, I'm leaving. So, uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. This is a little catch-up. I, I guess I'm sounding a little not quite as enthusiastic as I was. I watched Tom today, observed Tom, and thought, my God, what a wonderful father. The way he's raising his kids, and it's between him and his ex-wife, uh, they've just brought the kids up, you know, to be responsible and polite. And I was just so impressed. And here's Tom taking them out to this nature park to look at the butterflies and and using his phone to identify the different plants and so on. So that was uh, that that was kind of a wonderful thing to see and sharing in the uh, in the whole business of. Uh, you know, let's let's explore nature together. What kind of bird was that? What did you see? And just so engaged with his kids. And the funny part is, and it's not funny, but it made me feel so bad. I just felt like, oh, my God, I've just been a terrible father. And I know it, it's childish of me to go back on these things, but it's, a, it's like a default setting that you praise somebody who's done something well, and then your first thought is, oh, I can't do that, or I didn't do that, or I wasn't as good as that. And suddenly you're you're playing the ridiculous game of putting yourself in a in a very negative space, and I, I felt really sad. And then just at the end, I thought, well, hang on a minute, you know, we went to New York City with our kids, and we did these things. But I I think I was busy trying to just be settled and run my business and so on. And uh, but I mean, Tom is even more responsible than I do, and yet here he was with piles of laundry for the kids and. Uh, has an arrangement worked out with his wife that seems to be quite quite good. But uh, I guess, you know, if, if anything, hats off, salute to Tom for being such a wonderful father. And uh, Ken, here's the message to you. Ken, you're so goddamn selfish and so self-centered and you're just so full of what's good for you. It's, uh, it's not very nice. And I'm embarrassed to state that here, but that's how I feel. Uh, and I just wish I could grow out of it and uh, and be a better person. I don't feel that way right now. I feel everything I do is just pure indulgence just for me. And that's uh, that's not nice at all. Signing off. I'm not going to go any further down that, down that road. Bye for now. Check, check. Good morning. Oh, actually, it's probably getting... Yeah, it's just after 11. This is Saturday, uh, August the 6th. This is the day of the party that uh, Shane and Lauren are hosting in the laneway behind their house. So Shane is out there now with a a broom and a brush and uh, cleaning things up. So it's nice, and uh, I guess they'll set up chairs, and I don't know how they're going to do it, but... uh, They've invited all the neighbors. There's some new people who've moved in, they've made friends with. And it is a lovely, lovely part of town. I just posted a picture on my Twitter feed. Um, Absolutely gorgeous. Old homes. This is just near Argyle. And again, parts of Windsor are just beautiful. It's a a bit, you know, if you walk through parts of the Glebe, you see these... uh, beautiful big old homes well there's very similar ones here uh anyway it and it's nothing like toronto and the the great part is the growth or the old growth trees i mean there's a huge tree in their backyard here towering above us it's just absolutely incredible and the whole city is like that 
I mean, there are seedy areas to Windsor. I'm not saying it's all like this. They just happen to move into an extremely nice area. Having tried a a house in the suburbs, they realized that wasn't for them. And they've bought this place. Now, they've got a garage, which I'm looking at now. And they've already drawn up the plans. I can see Shane's head over the uh, fence. He looks like uh, Bazooka Joe. He always did, anyway. Anyway, they've got this garage where they store their tools and so on. But they've drawn up the plans already, and they're going to convert that into a B&B. Uh, uh, what are you? you know, uh, not a B&B. Um, air B&B. Air, what, are you, what are these things? You know what I mean when you rent out short-term or a full, you know, long-term rental apartment, completely self-contained. And how wonderful that uh, they've seen this space, they've got it, they've got this idea. Meanwhile, they've got a, a pool in the backyard, you know, one of these just big circular things that they love, and an inflatable hot tub. I, what do you mean inflatable hot tub? Well, it's up there. It's it's a hot tub. And uh, this wonderful deck that I'm sitting on now, it, it's just glorious. And like this, again, I talk, you know, the richness of having friends with a house like this where I'm a welcome guest. Wow. And now I'm seeing that because at the same time I listened to Sheen talk for at least half an hour about their plans for this, um, converting this space, the way Alvin and Brady did in Kingston, you know, made a rental unit and opened Brady's kitchen. The practical side of Shane saying, "Well, I, I, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the walls myself. I did it on the building I bought. So here I am. I'm going on once again. Forgive me, uh, you know, Francis, for going on gushing about Shane and Tom. But I jokingly use the starting point. This, you know, flogging T-shirts at Pab to where their lives have got to." And it's quite incredible. Like this plan, I can see it now. Uh, and exactly what they're going to do. And of course, that will bring in money, which is not a bad thing to have uh, in this day and age. But the immediate reaction to me was, oh, I couldn't do that. I couldn't put up a wall. I couldn't do that. I don't have a place. I, what am I doing with my life? Why aren't I doing anything practical? To support my family, uh, you know, to make things easier for my wife. Why, why, why aren't I doing it? What, what have I done with my life? And I know I got my stories about getting drunk in Nigeria, but like, what the hell is that? What does that count for? And it's a real, again, it's a default failure thing. And I was very happy when I shared this last night with uh, Lauren. She said, "Yeah, you, you are." too hard on yourself and and I I can't get out of this thing it's not a jealousy or an envy or anything like that but the, when I, I rave about somebody doing so that's brilliant what a wonderful idea how clever of you how practical you know how how you're getting through life in, in, a, in and it's not in a mean spirited nasty way of somebody who sells something and, and treat somebody else badly not at all it's going to whoever lives here is going to have a wonderful place in this wonderful neighborhood it's it's good all around it's creating good but after i've digested the story i think well what have i done what could i do and i i, I this is why it would always come back to me in comparison i don't know why can't i just have it as the story as is and not see it as a reflection of what I'm not doing, what I haven't done, what my shortcomings are, what I'm not able to do, what I'm not capable of. Why does it come to that point? And by God, I'd like to be rid of that. Um, and and I think, well, it's because you're thinking about yourself all the time. Yeah, but how do I stop that? How, how do I, you know, just, you know, take myself out of the equation? And I don't know, and it troubles me, and it bothers me, and I and uh, I'm sharing it here with the hope maybe somebody would have a clue, or maybe I'll hear myself and uh, be able to fix it. But so far, it's just it just continues, you know.
Tom's a better father. Sheen's managed his life better. Anyway. I, I don't know. I don't think it's attributable to, attributable to uh, pot at all. I think it's just, it's me. It, it's growing up with this lack of confidence in my whole life and why I've done certain things to build it back. When I, when I told the story about making my own company and, you know, bailing from uh, the company in Japan when, you know, the signs were there, this the, the bubble has burst, the economic bubble, this company's going down the tubes. And, you know, that was a success. Well, why can't I celebrate my own successes? That was, hey, I made it through. I got ourselves. We're in a nice house in Scarborough. Surely that's an achievement worthy of celebration. So, anyway, I am... Uh, <sighs> we'll just end right there. I, I'm. I'm uh, the day is just only going to get better and better as this street party commences uh, three in the afternoon I get to meet all their friends and neighbors and now whether or not I'll take a gummy for that I don't know it's that could be it could be not such a smart idea I don't know I don't know and maybe it sounds like I'm dependent on it but no I, I like to get high and interact with people it's fun Scarborough Dude signing off back to you later Bye for now. Hey, Benny. Hey, Benny. <laughs> He's such a funny little dog. Bye-bye. A classic Book of Moron clip. Um, I have to say, I did fall back in love with the trail a little bit today. Uh, to have a refuge from the sun is so nice. I can't even tell you how nice it is. You have to experience the true hellacious feeling of being in the sun with no respite in order to know how good it is to be away from it it's like a huge middle finger uh pointed to this orb 93 million miles away one astronomical unit so my standard order at dunkin donuts three egg and cheese croissants no meat they always ask if i want meat and i'm like no <laughs> then um a medium cup of midnight uh roast uh coffee which is their dark roast which is tasty and then two two big two large cups of water with no ice Ooh. and typically as in this case as well i've gone back for a second small cup of coffee of the same variety and i have gotten uh boston cream pie donuts <laughs> so um i had another one of those today very tasty mm. no pictures though sorry um uh, all right kenneth i'm and, gonna stop uh, you there yeah so i and uh take over myself i'm lying in my room uh, here in uh windsor she uh or she lauren no she <laughs> Shorin, right, Shorin, Shane and Lauren, Shorin Lodge. Um, I had the cat, the cat is a little ill, uh, poor a little uh, Perda, and I got the cat up on the bed because it couldn't jump, and it was the most pleasant reconnection again with another the, that, I mean, I've been living, visiting these cats for as long as I've been coming to Windsor. And uh, they're special to me. Perna and uh, Misters. And it's nice to see them both once again. Uh, but also, really, it was an escape from the people. Because uh, today is the house party, well, not house party, alleyway, laneway party. It's a huge success. And I, uh, maybe I'll talk about it more later. I don't know when, but... Lots of people. We, they just went around and let all the neighbors know. I guess they left flyers in their post boxes. And lots and lots of people showed up with food and chairs. And uh, the laneway, at one point, the sun was directly overhead. And it, there was a, a, a spot in the middle where it was very hot. And so it sort of divided the groups to both sides where there was shade and then ended up like there were two completely separate parties uh, and each group teasing the other one a little bit but I listened I spent the entire day from 3 o'clock basically till 9 it's about 10 now uh, just listening to people I, I didn't have a, a way in and, and I chose to do it that way you know to, to listen to what's going on in Windsor and it was very interesting. Uh, you know, I just, it, 
there were so many people you could tune in on different conversations. Uh, the one that was quite interesting was somebody who wants to run for mayor of Windsor, or I think he is running for mayor. In fact, today was his launch. Uh, and somebody else, uh, Reno, that I've known for a long time, involved in local politics. So there's a lot of informed political talk and, and opinions and debates and uh, cursing the other side and I found that interesting that the, the, the people were very actively involved, it seems this group anyway, in what's going on in Windsor. There really was a sense of community. Um, I guess I'm not doing a very good job of describing what it was. I mean, I'm guessing there must have been at least 40, 50 people sort of in and out, you know, people coming with kids and tons of pizza and other people bought all kinds of treats and then uh, Lauren made a... Uh, a huge container with a tap on it full of margaritas, and then somebody bought a second pitcher of margaritas over. And that was my last drink. I only had a couple of beer all day. I did have a bit of a cookie, which probably made the listening a little more interesting. I'm not sure. Uh, and then my last drink was just one of the new batch of margaritas, and I was uh-oh. I don't need any more alcohol. So I've come in. I've sort of left the party, uh, you know, quietly. I didn't announce I was leaving. I just sort of uh, came back in. And then when Perna joined me, I just felt, oh, rejoice, rejoice. I've had enough of people. I need cat time. And and that was just such a, it just, the level when you communicate with a cat. And, and you know, this cat in particular was coming up, you know, with his face right to your face and exploring and then climbing over you and and just that interaction. God, yeah, it was just so satisfying. Yes, I, I just want cat time. I've, I've heard enough of the people for, for now. Um, it's not that I'm an introvert, but... Um, I found it easier. I mean, there was, you know, none of these people I'd met before, you know, which is, well, actually, that's not true. I had met uh, Reno and Mark. But, uh, you know, it was, today was the day to observe. And maybe I will get back to that at some other point when I have a, a broader perspective, a more distant perspective. But it was interesting. A lot of talk about houses because we're in this Walkerville area of these beautiful old houses and stories about safes in the basement of the old houses. You know, these are places built a hundred years ago. And uh, whether or not there are connecting tunnels to the different houses that are going down to the water. Or, you know, lots of stories, lots of fun, lots of excitement. And, and I just, my, my salute real salute is to Shane and Lauren for pulling this off. I think Lauren was more of the brains behind it, and they had a vision, and it was a roaring, huge success. I, I couldn't imagine, but they planned this, and they pulled it off, and uh, people will talk about this, and probably it will become an annual event. And uh, so it was an honor getting a chance to be at the first one and seeing it take off. Uh, a lot of creativity there. And they're outgoing people, both of them. They're very sociable. I, I couldn't imagine myself doing anything like this or or wanting to, for that matter. Or my wife, my goodness, no. Um, we like our time to ourselves, but Lauren and, uh, and Shane are outgoing, sociable, very funny. They just laugh with people. They're very natural. And it's a, it's a wonderful thing to... Uh, to be aware of, to, you know, to, to be able to do and, and to live. They're, they're, they're not pulling back. They're not, uh, they're not wallflowers. They're out there making lots of jokes, you know, with, uh, with everybody. And, uh, people like that. So great success, real, real congratulations to, uh, to Shoren for this party. I think they're going to get back to Kenneth now. He's in New Jersey. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I enjoyed my time at uh, Dunkin' Donuts. I will say, although I hate waking up early most of the time, 
it is really nice when you get just a jump on your day and are able to uh like just relax for as long as you want like i think i was there from like damn i had to be there from like six until like nine i was probably there for three hours and it was just like you know i wouldn't have even normally been awake at that time so i felt like no rush so i did everything that i wanted to do uh on my phone and i reorganized all my gear i met these two cyclists shout out to uh did i even ask what their names were i don't remember it was an australian guy and then an american guy and uh they both had really nice uh felt uh time trial bikes and we talked about biking for a bit and uh the australian guy shout out to you my dude he was very impressed with my journey and i was like well it does suck a lot like there there is a heaping helping of suck every single day especially now that the summer is the way that it is um I got to tell you, man, it's just been so dry and it's not just me. You know, I did confirm it uh, back when I was in, where was I? Okay. I'm going to leave it there. Remember, good, good sloppy. I remember that night. I remember staying at a hotel. Thank you. And, uh, folks, I'm going to listen. Uh, you're going to, uh, you know, you're going to hear something else. Scarborough dude signing off. Bye-bye.